Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hello, and welcome to Way Back When with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's, uh, I'm going to say Way Back When history show, because we are going to be talking about Thomas Paine, a uh, revolutionary hero of America. Um, he is he was born in England. He was a political activist, a philosopher, a political theorist, and uh, very tied to the revolution over here. But, you know, since he was born in England, that means we get to have Glenn Burroughs back on the show. He's on Big Blend Radio every fourth Saturday, and he owns Norfolk Tours. So if you're planning to go to England, anywhere in England, for any reason, you need to contact Glenn. Just go to (laughs) norfolk-tours.co.uk. So welcome back, Glenn. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you very much. Good to see you. Good, Good to, to see, you. see you too. And everyone, Glenn's article about Thomas Paine and his connection in England or his ancestry in England is up on Blend Radio and TV.com. But Glenn, I want to start with this. Why does he have two paints? It's Paine with an E on the end and Paine without the E. What is, <laughs> what's going on? Why, do, why does he sometimes have an E and sometimes not? Depends who wrote it down. Mm. See, that, the thing is, in those days, you didn't really have that much um, system for, for names. So whoever wrote your name down, wrote it down however they wanted to write it down. So it, it could easily have been P-A-Y-N-E because a lot of people mm. use a Y instead of an, an I. So it could have been P-A-Y-N-E, P-A-I-N, P-A-I-N-E, mm. loads of spellings. Wow, mm. so when you're researching someone like Thomas Paine, do you put all those versions in there? Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at an index, you need to look at all of those different spellings. And you also need to think about the the person who wrote it down. So say, for instance, you were getting married and you were getting married in a strange place where they didn't know you. And you they said to you, you know, what's your name? And he said, my name is Thomas Payne. And the, the vicar was very old. He was a little bit deaf. And, and who knows what he'd write down? He would write down what he heard. And that and it, was that. It, yeah, it could, it could have been P-A-Y-N, you know, Pine. Mm, yeah. You know, it could have been P-A-N-E. Mm-hmm. You know, all of, these, all of these words, you know, even saying pain, even the words, there is P-A-I-N when you hit somebody. Mm. There's P-A-N-E, which is a window pane, mm. you know. You know, there, there are all different words in the language that are spelt differently that sound the same. So if someone said to him, you know, my name is Thomas Payne, he, he spelt what he heard. Mm. So it could be spelt anyway. That, and that's okay. why people say English is one of the most difficult languages. So they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, luckily, I, I, I learned it when I was very tiny, so I mm-hmm. didn't have to worry. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is. It's a really, it's a, it's a ridiculous 
language. When you look mm -hmm. at it, some of the some of the words, you know, mm -hmm. who started it? O U G H. <laughs> you know, we we say rough R O U G H, mm -hmm. but they cough C O U G H. You know, why do we pronounce them too different? I yeah, through know. and through. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of it's interesting. And I do want to tell people that your next uh, segment with us here on Big Blend Radio in April, uh, the fourth Saturday in April. Stay tuned for that because we're going to do the difference between English, England's English, and America's English. So we're going to be talking about some of the fun words, and some of them get a little naughty. Um, well, well, really, will definitely be a laugh. I can it definitely <laughs> will be. And uh, so we're also going to look at some of the history behind that when you were talking about with soldiers going over during World War II. So it's going to be it's going to be fun. So stay tuned for that. So so pain could have been spelled in different ways. Mm -hmm. So he was born in Thetford, right? And and that's Norfolk. Yeah, Thetford's in Norfolk. You've, you've got your picture behind you of mm -hmm. the, the, the statue of Thomas Paine, which is in Thetford. Um, now, Thetford's got its own very interesting history. You know, Thetford is a, a very large town, and it was a very important town because it had its, had its own castle. It's got a priory there. It's got some mm -hmm. fantastic medieval architecture. Cool. Um, and, it, and it was a very, very important town because it was on the main road from Norwich to London. So mm. it was a very important place. It was on a river crossing. Um, actually, in Thetford itself, it's got one of the oldest pieces of road in the country. Because wow. there's a piece of road there that is um, Bronze Age. They, wow. you know, they say that this, this roadway was there way before the Romans came. And, you know, there wow. is a river crossing. And, you know, that hmm. is where this little road crosses the river. And, oh, and wow. that is a really, really ancient roadway. And wow. Thetford, Thetford is on the boundary between Norfolk and Suffolk. Hmm. So, it's, it, you know, it, you can see the position of it on a river, on a main road, on the boundary between two counties. You know, you've got hmm. a major, major area of importance mm. and also Thetford is really important during the Stone Age because it's got one of the um, biggest flint mines in oh. the area and so that was in the Stone Age and actually flints from that area has have been found on the continent because that was such good quality flint mm. that it was actually traded right the way across the continent from from Thetford. So is it? Well, like, you know, the see, so you traded it across here, and the Indians made arrows out of it. <laughs> no, I, think, I think you had your you had your own flint. flint. We do get flint. I'm, I'm talking the continent in Europe, not the continent. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, we are going to do our U.S. and American uh, U.S.A. and U.K. connection here uh, with Thomas Paine. But going back to flint, I know on shows before you've talked about flint. Mm -hmm. Being part of some of the castles and ruins, um, some of the oh, yeah. yeah yeah so it's part of the building material. Well, if you look at the the building behind the statue, I'm pointing to it. Should be at sea. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the the building to the left behind Thomas Paine has got red brick windows mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. black and white stones. Well, those black and white stones are all flint. Those oh all wow! Flint. Yeah. Oh wow! That's amazing. Because like, you, you don't you don't find that here. You know, you don't, you just don't find flint other than arrowheads, arrowheads, and, and oh, things you would use. You know, so there, not in buildings. Must, there must be flint in the ground if they used it for arrowheads. So, mm -hmm. 
but there's a lot of flint. I mean, that whole black wall that is just behind the statue is all the black there is all flint as well. Hmm. That is all That's flint. That's amazing. That yeah. Huh. So Thetford, um, you know, when we think about American, the American Revolution and, and the war and, hey, we don't want to be part of England anymore. And Thomas yeah. Paine was very much part of that. Yeah. For historians and people doing family history research and had, uh, you know, those who fought in the revolution. And I mean, obviously, there's a lot of connections and family history over here, especially on the east coast of the states. Yes. That's definitely the main part of it, the northeast. So I bet a lot of people come over to England and to places like Thetford. I mean, you may be related to Thomas Paine. Who knows? You know, who knows what he did when he was over here? But, you know, and he went all over. But if you want to trace your ancestry back, so Thetford would be a good place to go to, to well, connect. I mean, I mean, Thetford, Thetford is, a, is a lovely place to go anyway because it's got so much history. So, mm. you know, if you're interested in, in the Stone Age, if you're interested in the Normans, if you're interested in, you know, the, the the later history, you know, you've got everything in that area as well. And also Thetford is nicely placed for the coast because that's not far. I mean, nowhere in England is very far from the coast anyway. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Thetford is, is very handy for Suffolk and also Norfolk as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, Thetford is a, is a good place to base yourself, really. I mean, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say necessarily the middle of Thetford, because, you know, it's a town. Mm. But on the outskirts in some of the villages, there are some really lovely little pubs and B&Bs oh, that cool. you, can, you can base yourself around mm-hmm. that. It's a, it's a lovely area. And oh, there's, a, like there's a magnificent forest around Thetford because in the 1920s, wow. in the 1920s, between the wars, they decided that they would plant a massive forest um, in this part of Norfolk. Uh, oh. Because the ground there is very sandy, so it's not very good for farming. So they planted pine trees, and there are oh wow thousands, I would imagine, of, wow. acres of, of trees. And and Thetford is is a very um, nice important area for wildlife. There's lots and lots of birds and and you know animals, deer, obviously. Mm. So it's a lovely place. It's it's got something for everybody. Really, oh, it sounds like a good destination yeah. for people. I know yeah. everyone's starting to travel again. It's so exciting. Oh yeah, you come know? on, Ooh. come on. I yeah. know. Everybody, yeah. let's get out and about. Yeah. You know, so so let's go to Thomas Paine. He was born in Thetford, yeah. but it seemed that he was not really. He, he was like ahead of his time in a way. Like he did not seem that he he was he was more of a brainy, smart person, and yeah. didn't didn't do good in a normal work atmosphere or in a regular job. It didn't seem that he wanted to, he was a rebel. (laughs) He definitely was a rebel. And I think he had a cause uh, rather than being a rebel without a cause. I think he had Mm. a cause or several of them. Um, Yeah. He went to, he went to grammar school again, which is a very unusual thing for someone to do in that era. And, and he worked in, in quite a lot of different types of jobs um, but he his his sort of main trade at the time was he worked for the excise men, which are the the you know the tax the tax man, and um, he was also trying to catch smugglers and people who were trying to evade tax paying. Um, and again, he he fell out with his bosses because he could see there was a lot of corruption going on, mm. so he didn't like the corruption, and he didn't want to have any part of it. So he then wrote 
letters and tried to solve the problem by reporting people. And that was not the day when you had whistleblowers. Mm. You know, you have yeah. whistleblowers now and they are supported. If you had a whistleblower then, you were more likely to get the sack. So mm. he, he changed his job quite a few times and he moved, ah. quite, he moved around quite a lot as well. But I think... He, yeah, you got I married twice had, too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he lost his first wife in childbirth, so that weren't, that weren't his mm. fault. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think he, he was... He had lots of good points, um, but he also had a few bad points as well, I think. But, you know, when you look at what his life was like and what he was trying to do for a lot of his life, he was rubbing people up the wrong way. But I think he mm. had a lot of right intentions, mm. just just the way he did it, probably. Mm-hmm. I think he, you know, he championed the the working man. Yes. And then he's yeah. maybe if he's working for the excise department of people and seeing them maybe sneak a few little dollars here and there for themselves or something like that. Pounds. Yeah, pounds. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting ready shillings. for ne- our next shillings. Shillings. <laughs> <laughs> then and, he, and he's going to speak out. So obviously from the... Uh, government point of view he would be a pain yes yeah maybe that's know. how he got his last name maybe that's where he got his name no, no, <laughs> maybe no, no. <laughs> you never know they well, said you're a pain that's it <laughs> but you know, i think mm-hmm. it, he also did a lot for women which was unheard of back then because women well, really yeah. had no voice you know yeah i mean the, the most amazing thing that, that i discovered about him was that when he um obviously didn't get on with his second wife. Um, they they had an, an annulment or what I suppose we would think of now as a divorce. Mm. And, and he actually made sure that she got her inheritance from her father. Now, in them days, mm. you didn't, that didn't happen. You know, if your wife had an inheritance, it would normally go to the husband unless it was specified and mm-hmm. that had to be written in the will that it would only go to the wife. But that was really unusual. Mm. So generally speaking, if you were married, you know, a man and woman were married and the woman inherited something, it would normally come into the marriage. But when Thomas Paine and his wife split up, um, he made sure that she had everything, mm. which is just nice. unheard of. Especially back then. I mean, I, I, isn't divorce kind of rare? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, that's... I, I, I haven't got any in my family, you know, before mm. the probably before the 1960s. Yeah. You know? The 60s started with, OK, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. But I mean, I mean, it's it's uh, I mean, and saying that actually yesterday was my 39th wedding anniversary. Yes. Ooh. That's so awesome. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. We, we got married in the church behind me. That's why I've got. That's so cool. Me. Um, cool. But anyway, yeah, I mean, in them days, divorce was something, you know. That's rare. Yeah. And then for him to make sure she gets her inheritance and yeah, and, and they're splitting because they didn't get along together. It's, you know, that's another thing, too, because, you know, now in divorces, I mean, we have specialized attorneys just because people want to just know Take they're fighting everything. over what they have. And mm-hmm. I'm taking this. No, well, I'm taking that. You know what I mean? So I think that they're mm-hmm. we've. 
that's another thing because when yeah. is it that someone's nice to someone they're divorcing? <laughs> yeah, like, well, I mean, the, the thing, the thing that the, the document that they actually wrote out, which was a big document, you know, in lots of lines. Um, it, it said at the beginning, it, it said there were lots of unhappy quarrels. So, you know, they, they fell out, you know, they, they weren't getting on very well. Mm. And actually all he ended up with was um, 45 pounds. Now 45 pounds was a lot of money in them days, but when you consider wow. that the, the wife ended up with the house and the business and the shop and, and everything else. So, wow. so, mm. so, I mean, he, he made sure that she had, enough to live on in in theory in them days he could have just left her and and gone yeah hmm. so then Definitely he nothing. he came to america after his second wife after the yes. split and yes. it was it was really i think he got really connected in with the whole the leaders of the revolution yeah uh, through well, benjamin he, franklin right yeah i was gonna say he he had met benjamin franklin in london somehow and you know, who knows how um but he had met Benjamin Franklin and Benjamin Franklin actually gave him letters of introduction to people in, in America, uh, in Philadelphia. So mm -hmm. when he came to America, he already had a load of people who he needed to ask for. And he then got into the, the crowd of people who were into journalism, I suppose. And that must have been quite the early days of journalism. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, there would have been handbills that would have been put out and about and small newspapers but journalism as a profession, really, I didn't, in England, it didn't really exist very much at all. Benjamin yeah. Franklin was one of the ones who started it, really, even with well, the almanac. Mm -hmm. um, and he was a newspaper person and an amazing writer. So I can see the connection there. And then you also think about a lot of journalism started even during as, as abolitionists to get the word out about slavery and to mm -hmm. stop slavery. Mm -hmm. But it also does Benjamin Franklin spent time in uh, Europe raising funds to help the American Revolutionary War. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's where he, he ran into Thomas Paine, because they sound like they had... Similar. Yeah, yeah. similar. Yeah, I mean, the, um, Thomas Paine, then he, he actually went back to France for, at one point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, mm -hmm. the, 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 the idea that most of us have in our heads is that someone came from England to America, that's where they stayed. But they didn't. Mm -hmm. You know, even in those days, they would then come back again. And then he, mm -hmm. then he actually went back from, from France and went back to America. So, mm -hmm. you know, the, the thought of that journey across the Atlantic, surely if you've done it once that would on be a boat, boat, you wouldn't really want to do it back again and then back again, would well, you? But he was basically yeah. almost kicked out like of the country because he really wanted to separate the church and the state, basically, and was yeah. not into, you know, every... Freedom from freedom of religion is a, is part of who he was, you know. And then you've got James Monroe, who's like, no, no, we're going to try and get him back. James Monroe likes him, but then okay. at the same time, he 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 went after George Washington. He was like, <laughs> he, yeah, he, he trashed George Washington and sent him a nasty letter. <laughs> did he did he pick his right fights? That's the thing. I, because, yeah, you know, I mean, if you think about it, you know, the people the people who he mixed with. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. 
And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. It's pretty amazing when you think where he came from. Mm-hmm. You know, his, his dad was was just a a stay maker in Thetford, you know. What's a stay maker, by the way? <laughs> um, well, it, it, it can be someone who works in corsetry. Mm. Oh, um, so it really it was. Also, huh. It can also be somebody who, who works with sales because in, sometimes sales mm. needed to have different supports on them. Mm. But they, they sort of think that his father was more of a corsetry person, you know, who mm. were making ladies' undergarments. You know. <laughs> well, maybe that's why he he got in. He had a lot of women around. That's oh, how he, so that's how he, he met Benjamin Franklin. Well, <laughs> Benjamin Franklin had a lot of lady friends, but Benjamin Franklin yes. was like the socialite of all of yeah. them. He really was the socialite, and yes. and he knew everybody. He was like, if you think about the first person who knew how to network in this country, I'm going to say Benjamin Franklin. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you know, but the, but. I love that connection between the two of them, but uh, we have to say that Thomas Paine wrote common sense and yeah. we need some damn common oh, sense. Don't, well, boy. Don't, don't the whole world need it at the moment. Exactly. What happened? <laughs> it must've been lost somewhere. I know. It's like we need to start over or something. <laughs> it's, it's just unbelievable. I mean, Ooh. it's, it's, some of the things that he did write were were way before his time. Yeah, they really were. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, if you're not saying what the people in charge want you to say, you're going to fall out with the people in charge, mm-hmm. aren't you? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's that's what some sometimes you're the flavor of the month, and then the next month you're not the flavor of the month. Right, right. It can all come crashing down around your ears. I'm afraid. Hmm. Well, he, he was put in prison in Luxembourg and, and he was put in the prison there. And that's how James Monroe got involved and said, I want him back out. So he released him. Mm. But uh, so he's got all this. I mean, it's a fascinating story about him. But I wanted to I saw a photo of I think it was on Wikipedia about him in, in England, because I thought it was going to be here in this country. He did something in Lewis, Lewis, L-E-W-E-S. And and we have a friend who lives out there and he says it's Lewis out here in Maryland, which we were right next to. And we didn't, we just, when we were in Maryland a couple of years ago, we had no idea like, oh yeah, Mike is just around the corner. (laughs) But but Lewis, Maryland, um, oh my gosh, is it Maryland or Delaware now? Uh Uh-oh, I better look it up. It's Maryland. (laughs) It's Maryland. Um, No, it's not. It's I don't know, but I'm thinking this goes back. Is this part, where is it in England? Is, is 
I don't know what his connection is with Lewis. Lewis yeah, he lived, that's, that's where his, his second wife lived. Mm. Oh, okay. And that's where he had the, the shop and that's where he... He he also worked as a as an excise man in in Lewes or Lewis or however you pronounce it, as well. Um, okay, that's, I'm where he, that's where he sort of left to to go to London and then America. So that is that far from you? Is it close um, to Norfolk? That's in Kent, so I suppose that's I don't know three hours, three and a half hours away. So I mean, it's not far, but they've they've actually got quite a lot of. Um, interest in Thomas Paine in, in, in that town as well, because the shop where he lived with his wife is, is still standing, I believe. So oh, wow. you know, that, that's also got a lot of interest for Thomas Paine because that's where he spent a lot of his, well, some of his adult life anyway. It's Lewis, um, Delaware. It, mm. We were in Mar- Eastern Maryland. Remember we did the interview with um, the, the uh, owner of Eric from Levinson from the Hummingbird Inn in Easton. Right. That's yes, where I we do. were. That's oh, where right. we were. And Lewis is just around the corner, but in Delaware. Uh-huh. There we go. I'll get my uh-huh. geography straight. Sometimes we go round and round in circles as we drive across the country oh, and true. have no clue where we are. <laughs> you, must, you must also come to the same names. Mm-hmm. Towns. You must have lots of towns called the same name in America. Yeah, there are. There are a mm-hmm. lot of streets are the same. And I just want to know why are people so boring with their street names? You know, yeah, well, who cares if it's a 16 and a half street? It's either 16 or 17. Or how about a name? How about Cherry Blossom well, there, Avenue? There is there are towns we've been there where there'd be um, one first street, one and a half street. <laughs> Or, or one and then first street and then first one and three quarters street and then see that too. No. no, it's and I believe somebody told us that that was when um, was it the Amish or the Mormons? The Mormon settlers, yeah, um, settlers over, named everything that way. So it actually had to go with lots of land. How much one was, acres were? Yeah, yeah, so it was like one, one and a half, two, two and a half, and three, a quarter, three and a half, yeah. one and a quarter. You know, it's like. It's crazy. The but it's interesting because it goes back to um, just like the pieces of land. So it always ties back to history in, in some mm, manner, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's we, we have a lot of, you know, presidential names. Uh, Martin Luther King uh, Boulevard in just about every town. Every which is town great. has one of those. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so there's a lot of that. But, but there's a lot of names, uh, you know, a lot of English names to um, right. of names of towns and that's what I was thinking, Lewis. I'm like, oh, there's another one that's connected back to England, you know. Yeah. So, have you got any Thetfords? Have you been a Thetford in, in America? No, but what? I'm going to look it up now. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Write it down. Okay. I know we're going to have to look it up, but it, it's really fascinating, you know, this how they he we bopped around Thomas mm. Paine, you know, England, mm. France, America. And it just like you were saying, going on those ships is not fun. And he no. didn't he have typhoid or no? What yes. did he have? Typhus, he, typhus, typhus. Yeah, I mean, everybody had some diseases of some sort. Or <laughs> okay, well, at least it wasn't yeah. COVID. Well, and and you got him on the on the boat. Yeah, mm-hmm. you would have. Done. I mean, look what they had to eat and drink. You know, yeah, and, and Ew. the conditions they were living in as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they were rather close quarters, weren't they? You know, mm-hmm. so they never mm-hmm. had fun. You know, they didn't have they didn't have an ensuite bathroom every time. Exactly. You know, so I mean, you're all crunched together, and Ew. you know, I don't know why somebody would go back and forth on ships back then if you didn't have to. No, but the the oh. thing that really yeah. 
um, strikes me about poor old Thomas Paine is that he's actually still been running around the world even since he's been dead. And that, that, that <laughs> upsets me. Okay, <laughs> yeah, talk, let's talk about that because... Yes, yes. really, yeah. I feel sorry for him. Yeah. You know, <laughs> at least when, when you die, at least please let your bones rest. Yeah. And poor old Thomas was dug up. That's you know, terrible. It's just not nice, is it? No. Well, so they want to bring, they wanted to, somebody wanted to bring him back to England. So they, yeah. they pulled yeah, him out of his resting place. Yeah, there was a bloke called um, Cobbett who, mm. who decided that he would dig him up and bring him back to England and bury him in England somewhere and have a massive memorial for him. Um, so he dug him up and then I suppose, I don't know, I suppose he got fed up. And and when he died, these these box of bones were found in his attic, and then then someone bought the skull, and someone bought oh. the leg bone, and, you know. So by this this would um, let me think it was about eighteen nineteen, I think, when Cobbett dug him up, and then by eighteen forty six, they were still discussing about where his bones might be. And even in nineteen thirty seven, I was still reading uh, an article in a newspaper that they still weren't certain where bits were. They thought his head was in Australia. Oh, my gosh. Was in Australia. Um, They think his brain stem (laughs) is in the Thomas Paine Museum in the town where he lived in America, where his house is. Oh. And and they've they've got some hair. And then there's bones, you know, (laughs) strewn all over the place. Wow. what What they want to do... Or what they wanted to do, the last article I read, was they wanted to get the DNA from his hair sample from the museum in America and compare it to the skulls in Australia to see if that's actually the right one. But for pity's sake, let him rest. Jeez, poor guy. I mean, that's just weird. It's like everybody got around and started pulling at the skeleton. (laughs) You know, it's just that visual that goes to my head. That's really bizarre. And that's that's it bad juju. You shouldn't be doing that. You, that's bad that's juju it. on the people who did it. You know what it's I mean? A, so that man, was he, he's a grave robber. I mean, it's against yeah. the law. But, yeah, but I mean, he'd raised quite a lot of money to do that. And he had all the agreements of, oh. of a load of people in England. But he, I think he went and done it in the middle of the night. See, but <laughs> I'm just going to say this. I think <laughs> that he did not read common sense, obviously. No. I mean, you know, I, th- I think he went and done it in the middle of the night somewhere, and then then he he bought what uh, whatever he found back to England, you know. And it's it's just an awful story. Um, and what oh is even gosh. more awful is that, that we actually we still don't know where he is. You know, it's a bit it's a bit like Charlie Chaplin. I think his body was stolen, wasn't it? Oh um, God! Well, they did this to Billy the Kid. So when yeah, we went right? to Billy the Kid's mm-hmm. um, gravesite, they took his in grave. New Mexico. It was now it is under this cage, and mm-hmm. he's buried with the uh, two. I think there's two people part of his gang that were in the shootout, and he's buried where the shootout pretty much happened in that area in New Mexico. Oh, yeah. And they said mm-hmm. this is like the fourth time they've had to bring his remains home, like something like that. I have to go look and. Don't quote me on the exact numbers, but I mean, they kept stealing him, you know, because it, it's, I mean, if you want a ghost to come visit you, I guess go rob a gay grave, you know, it's yeah. like asking for a lot of trouble. Yeah, why? why? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they give them to their dogs. 
No, they wanted. They, they, I mean, yes. originally, originally in 1819, Mr. Cobbett wanted to bury him and have a big memorial in England yeah. because the, the Americans didn't want to do that. The Americans hmm. just wanted basically to chuck him in a hole. Okay. But, but yeah, at, the end, uh, at the end of the day, I would rather be chucked in a hole and left there rather than be scattered, dug up, and scattered broken and broken apart okay yeah. so there there's a story from when we were in erie pennsylvania and i'll have to look up on the on the archives of our podcast where it was during the revolutionary war and somebody was killed and then they needed to bring the body down to another state for some reason and the body was too big so they melted him oh <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to have to look this one up again and yeah, get it yeah, straight. Yeah. But they melted him, and mm-hmm. I think like once the skull and the melt, something like that, because it was one person on horseback, and so that's what they they melted him, or something like that. Well, if you really want to talk about awful <laughs> stories, um, Horatio Nelson, when he was killed in the Battle of Trafalgar in 1805, obviously he was one of England's biggest heroes. And he was going to be buried in London. You know, they were going to bring his body back. And as you know, the English sailors always had barrels and barrels of rum. So they preserved Nelson's body in a barrel of rum so that that was preserved. And then when they got to England, they obviously took, yeah, you you know what I'm going to say. They took (laughs) his body out of the the barrel. And um, yes, they... um, wouldn't waste the rum, would they? I was going to say, don't light a match <laughs> next to his body. <laughs> well, he said he was probably quite happy. It's better than being scattered That's all over being the place. Pickled. That's being oh, yeah. pickled. Yeah, yeah, but the, oh. they drank. They drank the rum as well. They didn't want to oh, waste that is the rum. So gross. Ew! Because things come out your body when you die. I mean, <laughs> stop it! <laughs> stop it! So you know, death, death is a is another subject. It's a very big subject, death. Mm. Yeah, we should we should do we a treat, show on that. How we treated people when they died, and and mm. even you know, not being no. not being gory, but you know what, even what we do now is is not natural, is it? You know. Well, but, one you know. of the states out here, mm. one of the states out here, just um, made it legal to um, kill people by firing squad. Yeah. Instead of an, instead so, of a needle, I can't remember what state it was, but it was some state just made it legal to, you know, prisoners on death row that instead of using the injection, apparently the, it is painful. And I don't know, you used to be electric, elect, you know, hang, we'd hanged people. We've electrocuted hmm. people and we've, the Poisoned execution them. style is like, I thought well, that was a pretty old cool way no, of the, killing people. The, the gas chamber where they just put gas, gas in, I mean, that's, that's kind of gross. Well, this this has just gone really nice. We've not got the death penalty here at all. Now, see, well, I don't know. I guess we're still cowboys out here. We got a little bit on and off. It depends in, on what state. In some of the older cemeteries out here, you'll find um, all the headstones are pointing the same direction unless yeah. the person being buried was an outlaw, in which case the grave is swapped around. Mm. And that's interesting. Do, well, that, do you have well, that, that was in South Africa. That was South no, Africa. I mean, in England, in England, it, it, it just depends which way they put the stone up. Hmm. Okay, we're going to have to do a whole show on this. Let's do it for Halloween. Halloween. 
We'll yeah. do it. The bonfire. <laughs> well, listen, isn't bonfire night part of it? You used to throw people. I mean, we used to burn people like yeah, that. We, we yeah, yeah, we did. We, we were we were very civilized. We burned. We people. people, yes. Well, mostly women, which well, this is oh well this in England. Yeah. I remember seeing the 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 um you put your head in and they just guillotine you off yeah. off with yeah. your head. And the then there was the yeah. dunking. They used to yeah, dunk yeah, the nags and the oh, yeah. the women. They, they yeah. would just if you nagged, they'd put you in the little thing and dunk you in the cold river. Yep. And well if, we if, should if, if maybe have, that's why you, Thomas Paine said that's enough of that of how we treat women. Probably you know? I mean, the thing is, with the with the Duncan stool, if you floated, you were a witch, so mm-hmm. you were killed. If you sank and, and drowned, you were innocent. And then they go, oh, sorry about that. What the <laughs> heck? Are you kidding me? Oh, no, I'm not kidding you. No. <laughs> no. Oh, my Isn't gosh. that crazy? So that's... you really, you, you want to <laughs> die, but you don't. So, I mean, that's just nuts. That's a, this is... But then if you think mm. about Thomas Paine, okay, so everybody that goes over to the States from England, are uh, here we have the English versus the new America. It was this chance for the country to say, we don't want to live. I mean, because you even said talking about the Mayflower, we didn't want the same religion things from England, right? We wanted yeah. our own religion. So he was pretty much about freedom of religion and having women's rights. And I think people's rights too. Yeah. Um, I think it seems like. Getting, getting back to Thomas Paine. <laughs> now that we've burned everybody and dunked them. <laughs> yeah, but, but getting back to that, I mean, when you think about it, founding a new country with a completely new set of rules mm. was a fantastic opportunity, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And, and now look what you've done to it. <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do no, it. I- so tempted to say so and so did it, but I better not. Okay. Yeah, we're all going to behave <laughs> now. Oh no, my no. gosh! No, in, all, oh. in all seriousness, though, you know that the, there was a fantastic opportunity to get the best of everything mm-hmm. and to make a really, really fantastic mm-hmm. job of it. And I think a lot of it was what Thomas Paine was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, okay, so he didn't do it all the right way, but I think, I think, yeah, he did. He did have a lot of stuff for the rights of man. You know, a little bit of common sense. He was thinking about women's rights. You know, he had a lot of really, really ideas. fantastic things that mm. he was thinking about. And it's just that, you know, people people didn't do it. I think someone has to do a movie on him and include how, It'd you know. It would be interesting. I'm, then maybe mm. there is one. I'm going to go look it up now. I'm fascinated yeah. by him now. I'm glad we yeah. had this chat. So we now know we're going to talk about English, uh, American English versus British English. That's yeah, going to be the next. And then everyone stay tuned for October because we'll be talking about death. <laughs> yeah, witches and cemeteries. Exactly. Yeah, in, in both countries. We'll Absolutely. Witches and all that yeah. kind of weird stuff. Everyone, again, you can keep up with Glenn. Go to norfolk-tours.co.uk. And you can hear Glenn here on Big Blend Radio every fourth Saturday. So keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. And you can also see his article on Thomas Paine. Just go to blendradioandtv.com. Thanks so much, Glenn. It's always thanks, fun. Thanks, Glenn. Yeah, thanks a lot. It's a lovely, thanks. lovely chat today. <laughs> Thank you. 
advocate for those who need support and make a difference in your community. Earn a Bachelor of Social Work from Grand Canyon University. GCU is a premier private Christian university offering online social work programs with affordable tuition and personalized support. In addition, you can earn your Master of Social Work by completing the Bachelor of Social Work plus just one additional year instead of two. Find your purpose. Visit gcu.edu slash social work to learn more.